Happy Wednesday for those listening, obviously, because this is going to be published on Wednesday. Uh, Fonzie. <laughs> You're like, pressure's on. I know, earlier I'm we were gonna, just... I'm, I'm just going to publish it on Thursday, so people are like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> yeah, for those, like, that internal joke, we, we, we've been going through the publishing calendar. I'm like, Fonzie, please make sure that this, like, goes hand in hand with the dates that we're actually publishing. So anyways, uh, you know, going always back to, to the system. But enough of that boring talk. It's uh, it's a new week, and let's go with the fun talk about the state of podcasting in uh, 2023, right? So, yeah, uh, this, this, this no, report was made by iHeartRadio. But before we dive in, guys, make sure you smash that subscribe button on whatever Bottom. podcasting platform <laughs> that you're listening to. Make sure you follow us on social media at BizRosco, Fonsi Creates, Luisa Creates over here. And, right. and if we help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with somebody else because you can be doing the same thing for them. That's right. That's right. Also, also, today, as soon as we wrap up this episode, we have a very special meeting. We're not going to tell you who this meeting is with uh, or for, but it could be potential life-changing for us, our community. And uh, I'm just going to plant the seed because if you're going to... Manifesting. Manifesting. Manifesting, manifesting is going to be so good once it happens. And uh, we cannot wait to share it with you all. It's going to be a very special uh, announcement. That is right. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. So let's dive in. State of Podcasting 2023 by iHeart media for those that don't know our radio has the largest podcasting network out there so they have a lot of data so competition we we hate them <laughs> we hate i'm kidding i'm kidding they have a All lot of love. data which you know we've learned throughout our journey together that if we want to grow we need to listen to data and do more of what the data is telling you to do more rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall again Throwing spaghetti at the wall is good for some time because you need to still test new things and see what might resonate with people. But then data is going to let you know this is resonating. Do more of this. So again, our high radio has the data and they've put it all nicely in this report for us to go over and react with you right here with us. So uh, this is actually my first, my second time probably like looking at, at this data. So my Fonzie has been educated a little bit more in the report. Mine's going to be a little bit more organic. I had a quick glance, so off we go. First one, right? Yeah, first one. Daily podcast reach is accelerating across every age group. Podcast hit an all-time high in 2023. So, again, pretty pretty impressive. I'm not going to go into, like, the very specifics of numbers because I don't think that that really makes sense at this point. But overall, it's just getting more reach. And personally, I could already feel this coming because a lot of, big creators right whether that is like gen c or millennials like they've yeah. been pumping out shows like crazy a lot of like these vloggers they transition into like having podcasts right and we're gonna right. be talking a little bit about that the, mean, the specific types of podcasts that maybe you need to be creating to be tapping into your audience but yeah. also we've seen it all we're, we're in that industry in the b2b space right a lot of businesses are moving into building their own platforms, their own podcast, because that builds great affinity with their audience and influence art, 
right? Authority, relevancy, and trust. Yeah. I mean, I think important to highlight, right, is the biggest group here uh, this year with 43% is the 25-year-olds to the 34-year-olds, right? And, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes sense is that people, the professionals, right, as far as like uh, what, it, what it looks like uh, in, in, in the graph, right? The people that actually consume a full-on episode, but you also see... Uh, the rise of like 13 to 24, right? The younger generation. And, you know, obviously we're going to, we're going to dive into that side of things, so, but it's a lot of millennials right there, 25 to 34. Absolutely. No. So um, I, you know, I would love to encourage you to go back and see like, where are you falling into, right? Like, do you actually, are you actually speaking to that audience that is following you? Right. And, uh, and I think, that is important to notice. Like when you first start for us, we made a commitment that we're not going to look at data, right? Because our main thing was we need to put episodes out so we can actually collect that data. But once you get to that point, it's like, how do we actually read the data and make sure that we're delivering something that people want to listen to? And so far that there's been some adjustments, right? In, in the way that we do the episodes and even uh, not bringing too much of the conversations, but having more of solo episodes like this one. So that has been in response to feedback. So thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's interesting. The second audience in there is 35 to 44, which for me kind of like indicates uh, management or decision makers, right? Like there's yeah. actual people that potentially are in powerful positions within their companies that they can make decisions. And Again, that has been something that we've leveraged from the very beginning with this podcast is building relationships with people actually probably within that age group and then transitioning that into a business relationship. The yeah. next one is super surprising, 13 to 24. Well, that's what we just mentioned. Right? That's what we mentioned about Gen Z and creators, right? Like now they're like building these shows yeah. that I think it, I personally don't consume them, but I, I'm pretty certain that they just go more in the entertainment kind of like type of deal. Yeah, we're going to see it down, down below in the different categories. And and um, a, a lot of the feedback has been, right, like you have this, the race of the creators, right, on YouTube, for example, that they have like the daily vlogs or the weekly vlogs. And it's like this hamster wheel and this they feel this pressure to continue to deliver content every single day. But that can be very taxing on the type of videos that they're creating, right? It's, it might not be educational. It's like they're coming up with these crazy ideas every single week. And that can get pretty exhausting. So um, a lot of them, what they've done is like they continue to create that at a slower cadence, right? Slower frequency. But then they do like a daily show, which now they're leveraged the opportunity to like, hey, we can talk in front of mics and that can be distributed in form of podcast, for example, right? So they're still present. Like that's a that's the example of Logan Paul, which I think is one of the pioneers in that industry, in the creators industry to launch a show with like that. Impulsive. Uh, with Impulsive, which is exactly why they did it. He's yeah. like, I was doing a daily vlog for X amount of years. I mean, David Dobrik, he was huge in YouTube. And I think when the pandemic hit, he kind of like stopped that. And then he started his podcast. And even though I don't listen to it, I know for a fact that it's pretty big. Yeah. And I think that's really good for the industry, right? Because of course, they might have a younger audience, but at the same time, is good for the industry overall because that consumer is going to be educated on how to consume a podcast. And then when they're ready to find you in that platform, they're already educated on how to consume the content. Yeah. And that's like really important, right? You, we talk a lot about the importance of shorts or clips, 
Absolutely, right? Because people are used to, they know how to consume mm-hmm. that. But when it comes to podcasting, it's a brand new monster, right? Yeah. And uh, and I think that's super cool where we're going to be seeing good results and transitions from like those entertainment shows to maybe more business, like learning how to do things, like yeah. getting that value maybe for their positions of, of work, what they're doing. So yeah, even one step behind that, they're not just educating, but they're actually potentially just bringing a whole new audience, introducing them to Absolutely. podcasting because a lot of the people that used to consume their content they were in YouTube, right? And obviously, YouTube has helped a lot with now updating their platform for you to be able to host your podcast inside of YouTube as well. Another reason why video podcasts, it is key at this point. If you don't have, if you are doing podcasting, but you're not leveraging video, I would seriously invite you to consider to include video in your plan because this is going to help your exposure brand building and at the end of the day like people like to see each other's faces it's very intimate to obviously have it in your ear but when they look you online and they can see your face they can see the attractive character it builds a lot of trust yeah i mean i would say for those uh might be like a it might add more work or a workload if you are producing your own podcast or if you have a team um feel free to reach out and we can share some tools and things that that you can to make sure that it's not much work because it is not right. What happens is like you double your distribution really whenever you decide to do that or in, and then that's just the start doubling your, uh, your distribution channels. It's just a start of like something like really cool that could happen on the back end, right? New people are going to be able to discover you. New people are going to be able to connect with you. And uh, that's, those are one of the things that you can leverage from the time that you create, right? You create once and then you distribute multiple times. And I think it's super awesome. So if you, if you have any questions or you don't know what direction to take, feel free to reach out on social media at BizRosco with whatever question you have, and we're happy to uh, point you in the right direction. All right, next slide, right? Yep. So uh, time spent listening to podcasts increased two times in the past five years, doubled, right, uh, in the past five years, which is very impressive, right? And yep. I think that number is just going to go up. As the years, like we've been in multiple conferences, right? And the the what people keep repeating is like, this is just the beginning, right? This is just the beginning for this space, especially what we just saw. Like younger creators are moving into this type of of uh, of creation where they can develop their relationship a little bit longer. So, uh, if you think podcasting is a fad or is something like brand new, it's here to stay. So you better leverage this. And uh, the huge advantage that this has is like production wise, is not as taxing. Right, you can potentially sustain this form of creation way longer than maybe other types of creations. Yeah, and I wanna kind of like recall something that we've talked in a previous report that we saw the one by the one by Lipson, where they shared that there's a lot of new podcasts being created, but also a lot of do, those new podcasts that are being created are not publishing more than three seven episodes. Right, they don't continue. Yeah. So even though the audience keeps growing and keeps consuming more, the actual number of active podcasts kind of remains the same, which is better. It's great because there's a, a bigger piece of the pie for you to take in terms of listeners, right? There's more listeners coming into the medium and now you with your podcast hopefully can leverage that and get some more listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think, like I said, great opportunity. If you're not in the space, uh, er- all the numbers seem to point that this is growing, right? People are not only consuming it initially, but they're also listening for more time, right? So I think that's super, super interesting. All right, 
Next, yeah. next slide. Next one. There are now more weekly podcast listeners in the U.S. than Netflix subscribers. That's an interesting one. I think that's a fun, fun stat that's right a fu there. Fun fact for podcasters: be like, hey guys, uh, yeah. we're, we're bigger than Netflix. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see a comparison on consumption, just because obviously people spend a lot of time binge watching <laughs> Netflix, right? And they keep dropping shows, and they have a lot of a uh, big, big marketing budget. Podcast, on the other hand, obviously is more of independent channels, right? You can see as all these individual shows on Netflix, like Netflix can market them as a whole, yeah. but the podcast like need to be part potentially marketed individually unless you're part of a big network like Wondery or, or her radio. But at the same time, I think it's pretty interesting. It's just showing how much popularity podcasting is getting, all the new traffic that they're bringing, which again, traffic for businesses just means opportunity. Or even if you don't have your own business, but you are a creator, I mean, which at this point you are the business yourself, right? That, that means probably more brand deals. If you're getting more eyeballs, more people listening to your show, you can potentially tap into new audiences, which is funny. I literally just ran across this uh, report, Goldman Sachs, that is saying that inf the, it's a forecast for influencer marketing. And it says that it's ne nearly doubling by 2027. There's going to be a whole bunch of billions of dollars, uh, pretty much. Brands are spending upwards six billion a year on sponsored content right now. So by 2027, that could be doubling. Yeah, that's a whole lot of money. It's a whole lot of money. Uh, you know, and I would argue, right? This graph shows 80, 89 million podcast uh, listeners, right? And then Netflix is sixty-seven million. And I would argue this is only audio. I don't think this is including video side because uh, this study was conducted a little bit before. Um, uh, YouTube announced that now they can actually have podcasting play playlists, right? So now with the whole new distribution channel coming out, obviously there's going to be more. And, and, you know, for those that might not be very familiar with podcasting, you have the audio version, which is like the original version of the podcast. But now a lot of people, what they're doing is obviously producing video alongside and they still call that podcast, right? You have the video element and then the audio element. Yeah. So I think maybe these numbers reflecting just the audio, because of the date of the report that they put down here, uh, which was before YouTube announced the, yeah. the big change. So I will argue that number of 89 million is higher potentially now. way higher, right? Yeah. I want to I want to correct some some information that I just shared, right? Uh, and this comes straight from the article from Digital Information World. It says, uh, creator economy is currently valued at around 250 billion or so. This number includes a combination of how much money influencers earn, as well as how many ad dollars they generate for the platforms that they are posting their content on. Brands are also spending upwards of $6 billion a year on sponsored content. And then by 2027, pretty much uh, the creator economy is going to be worth at half a trillion dollars. So that I, I just wanted to make sure I was giving you correct facts in there. So that is... A whole lot of money. Uh, the, the pie just keeps increasing, right? We live in this world of abundance. Yeah. And as long as you're being consistent, putting out your content and doing the right things over and over again and growing your audience, you're going to be able to claim yeah. a piece of this pie. I mean, not only that, right? But if you're running a company, right? What does this mean? Like it means opportunity to find the right audience for you, right? It means that you are going to be able to find that right person that can deliver your brand, your message also 
to to their audience, right? And maybe make a very successful partnership, right? And if you are a creator, this means that there are opportunities out there, right? We've we've explained the show that before the the network came along, we did not monetize the show with sponsorships or anything like that, right? We have our own system on the back end um, that helps us do that because of the type of business that we run. But obviously, we know that sponsorships and trying to find these opportunities. Uh, is a, is a big topic when we come when we talk to podcasting and we go to to all these conferences. Right, every single person wants to know, and it tends to be like the number one way that people think you can monetize a podcast. And here's the good news, right? It's not the only it's not the only way, but also yeah. it's a way that's growing uh, very rapidly. So if you uh, if you're proactive about it, you can find those opportunities uh, very very quickly. I mean, we were just talking about the conference and and the local podcasting that the friend of ours is running in, in New Jersey, right? Which that was born the idea of maybe something that we can do something here locally. And he says like, dude, like this is now my full-time gig. We've been able to build an amazing uh, community. I partner with amazing local businesses. So even at the local level um, of just maybe state-wise or city-wise, you can still do something like that. That's pretty interesting. That could uh, benefit a lot of people, not only the companies that you work with, but also the audience that you're able to develop. So I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one, and I think this one, I'm not gonna lie. Personally, I believe they really dig deep in into this one to pull like a headline on on here. But it says, "Heavy podcast listeners are the new majority now," and it goes and shows kind of like the progression between 2019 and 2022, breaking down the percentages between light listeners, medium listeners, heavy listeners, and super listeners. So I mean, light, light listeners yeah. are one to three times a month. Medium listeners, four to seven times a month. Heavy, eight plus times a month, but not every day. And super listener are the people that listen to podcasts every single day. What so, are you? What are you? Wait, so, so for contrast, so people can envision this. In 2019, they, light listeners were 47%. Don't, don't what, go through the whole thing. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. While the super <laughs> listener was 15%. And in 2022, the light listeners were 37%. While the super listeners were 22%. So the, there is change. The light listeners have decreased. Medium listeners pretty much stay the same. And heavy and super listeners have increased for what it is like, maybe what it looks like, a little bit more than 1% per year. So, yes, there are more heavy listeners and super listeners than there were a few years back. But I think the heavy podcast listeners are the new majority now. I think they, they kind of like dig that one for, for that. But again, what, what is this telling us? Is that people are more interested in podcasts. And now it's not just a thing of like, oh, this one podcast caught my attention. Let me tap into this and then forget about it. But they're potentially seeking to listen more, right? They're potentially open for new recommendations, new shows. They're, they're looking to educate themselves. They're looking to tune in to other shows. And that is a win. Again, more people looking for content. Now it's a matter, uh, it's in your hands for you to create content that people want to consume. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, what they share here too is like 61% of those uh, consider podcasting as part of their daily routine, which is awesome. Like for me, I do, right? Like there's some driving that I do. And every time I drive, I'm listening to a podcast, right? Or if I'm walking the dog, I'm listening to a podcast. Like there's certain activities that I do during my day that I'm, I'm listening to the shows that I really like, that I, I want to get inspired by, d discover new things, discover new conversations, right? So I think a lot of people is like the, vers the ver versatility, right, of maybe listening to a podcast, right? Because you're not, you're not necessarily watching it. You can if there's a video form, 
But I think that also facilitates the fact of like, how can people consume that, right? Um, granted, there's an education level like for the consumer in a sense. And I think that barrier is being broken at the moment because new audiences are coming into the channel. I mean, just yesterday, right? That we had a phone call with, with our dad, our dad, uh, proudly launched his podcast <laughs> um, like a, a month ago or so. And this has been like a, a dream that he's had uh, for a while. And uh, he was asking me, like, how do I tell people to go and, and, and listen to the podcast? I'm trying to explain to this. I'm like, wow, realizing that it's not the easiest thing. Like for people that listen to podcasts, obviously they know where like the little bell is, right? Follow the show. But, uh, but it's interesting versus if you tell them, hey, go to this website and you can find it there. Uh, is a little bit different. So it's interesting that more people are are considering this part of their da daily lives. Yeah. So we got two more here that we're going to discuss. First one, in the last two years, the number of Black and Hispanic podcast listeners have jumped over 30%. That is a really big, big jump, which for me says niche down, honestly, right? Like if you're going to launch something, niche down, look for what is that community, specific community that you want to talk about. Obviously, here is talking about race. You can lean into that, right? We have a very good friend. She's been here on the podcast. She owns a network. She actually launched her own network for Hispanic creators. And she's been doing absolutely amazing. She's been growing the amount of shows, the amount of sponsorships and money that she's bringing for the network and sharing it yeah. with their creators. So there are a lot of opportunities, whether that is for you to launch a show with you know these demographics in mind and then selling your show to a network or trying to get it into a network or maybe you can build the next big network based on these demographics right like i can yeah. i can definitely see the story of the crime shows come to mind right the people <laughs> that you told me that they launched like 50 the, crime shows they savaged it yeah <laughs> like 50 crime shows in a year yeah and then yeah. they sold them all to a a network for yeah. how much money? 200 plus million. That was 200. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Uh, that's a cool story. Maybe that's something that we can debrief in a future episode. But at the same time, it's, I mean, we, we spoke with one of the head, the head of one of the biggest networks in, in, in Latin America. And I think they're based in Mexico. Right. And he was telling us how um, they're seven years behind industry wise in, in the podcasting. Right. So think about like, where are you located? right in uh in the world like what's your heritage like maybe something that you can pull out you know that we've been asked multiple times can you guys do something like like what you're doing in, in spanish and we're like that's on the list right and it's like okay can we lean into that but if you have that position right now where you have the capacity you have the time you, you have the ability to go into a new market like this it's a great opportunity right because then you're going to have the experience you're going to have the frequency you're going to have the consistency to uh then when people are coming into your market because they're growing Right, you have that experience, and they're gonna see you as the authority in in that world. So, uh, I think it's super interesting, and uh, and uh, a big opportunity that you as a business cannot 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 miss. Right, if you are a company and you're present in multiple markets, right, can you uh, have a, a list of different ideas or different principles of different topics uh, that you base your conversations in multiple languages? Right, can you potentially do that operationally? That's not a big lift, right? And again, if you have any questions on that end. Let us know, but the way that you can produce that, it can be very easily. We just need to find the talent to deliver that to your multiple markets, which is not a heavy thing. So, uh, all right. I think we have one more, right? Yep. Yeah. The last one, which is the top three reasons why people listen. And it says entertain, discover something new, be in the known. There's like a big 
kind of like quote-ish here that says podcast fuel curiosity and help us feel connected. And then it goes and says that for Gen Z, it's about companionship. For millennials, it's about being productive. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. I mean, this should be the title of the episode. Top three reasons why people listen to podcasts and state of podcasting. <laughs> That's one. But again, like these are very big indicators. Like, are we aligned with these three? Like being entertained, discovering something new, and then be in the know, right? People want to know what's happening, right? And I think the format of these platforms allow for have those conversations of like what's happening right now. Can we make something funny, right? Of course, like we we saw the rise of the younger generation coming into into the podcasting. And it's mainly because these creators that are known for being entertainers, right, are coming now into this platform and doing a version of a show that can be that, right? You also have the bigger networks, right? Wondery, right, for example, that put really cool storytelling uh, type of podcast, right? And there's many, there's many styles and many things that you can do there. And it's like, okay, how can I be entertained? How can I disconnect from my day-to-day? Or also, how can I learn? So is your show uh, helping people being entertained? Right? Are you allowing people to discover new things, whether those are new stories, right, or new value that you can bring to the table, um, or are you updating with things that are happening every single day, right? We have our amazing friend Gary, right, who owns a podcasting studio. He has a daily podcasting data uh, uh, show, right, where he like breaks down incredible data just in the podcasting industry. So. Uh, what do you bring to the table? I think this gives you a really cool roadmap for you to develop and maybe yeah. rethink your show if you if you haven't. I mean, the concept of entertainment has been out for a while now, especially in the social media world. And that's what I see here, right? You still got to educate people. They want to be educated. At the same time, they want to be entertained. Some people lean a little bit more between one or the other. But what I see for the Gen Z is about companionship. Uh, personally, again, going back to these last few years where there was a lot of talk about being lonely and all these challenges, right? I think a lot of these new platforms where they're talking between creators and their communities, I think that helps with that. Is it educational? Personally, again, I need to consume a little bit more, but I'm going to throw a wild guess. I don't think it's too much about the education side of things. I think it's more about the entertainment and them feeling, you know, kind of like knowing the insights of their communities. But for millennials, it's about being productive, right? It says in here, and I want to share something that it was shared by Jeremy Enns. He has been on the podcast as well. I was attending a few of the talks that he was having last week. And he said, think about this. What is the work your show does for your listeners? And I think that's very important, especially for somebody that might have a podcast that falls under the education category or on the business side of things. You're trying to teach something to your listener or even for the, the guest that is coming in, right? Like, what is that work that you are doing for your listeners? Because they're coming to your show and you're hopefully teaching them something that took you a long time and you're shortening that path for them. And a good example that he does is this lady that has a newsletter on sheep. I've seen her on Twitter mainly. And she says, Hey, learn how somebody grew from zero to 50,000 followers in 10 minutes by subscribing to my newsletter. That takes me 40 hours to create. Right. So she's saying, I'm putting 40 hours a week just for you to consume all these insights in 10 minutes. How powerful is that? Right. Immediately in your mind, you're like, wow, I'm saving 
you know, 39 hours and 50 minutes. That's a whole lot of time. So what is the work that you can do for your listeners, right? So for us is we're coming out and looking for all this. We're doing the research, right? We've had all the five years of experience publishing and previously with that working with like companies like Orange Theory. And now we're bringing all these lessons to you. So, you know, you experience that shortcut and you don't have to go through all those hardships. And I think that's really important. And the way you frame that inside of your podcast is very important as well, because some people might not know it. They might not know that you're doing the work for them. So let them know, hey, we are, you know, we're doing X, Y, and C for you to have all these benefits, to have this podcast where you can learn X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Amazing. Good job. Yeah, it was a that's good episode. I think it's a it's a fun um fun little report. I'm going to I don't think I can link it. I'm gonna try to link we, it. I'm we gonna, cannot link that. Fancy. I know it's like a PDF. I'm a, I'm a, no I'm, no because it's also a competitor, bro. Oh, okay, cool. Well, go search it in Google. <laughs> uh, go search it in Google. It's cool. We should we should tell Hopspot to release their own state of podcasting report. Or maybe we'll do our own, the Biz Bros State of Podcasting Report for 2024. So we can stay, you know, ahead of the line. Sounds good. <laughs> but guys, if you have any questions, make sure you reach out at Biz Bros Co or at Luis That Creates or at Fonsi Creates. We will be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. Make sure you go to contentisprofit.com. Check out what we got in there for you. And if this episode was valuable and it helped you move one step closer towards your goal, don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. All right. See ya. That's right. That's it. I forgot that we have music. All right, with, put the with music. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contest Profit <laughs> Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Beast Bros Co. That's right. I already said my part of the <laughs> of the outro. So, you know, we, we just got, get to hang out for a little bit more. He got so nervous. We just got to that. hang out. All right. See you guys. Take Bye. Care.